you want to know about, and let's I, jump I into it. I want to know everything. Tell me about from A to Z Simcha. A to Z Simcha. So where should I start? You want to know, like... First, the first you were born. First, uh, first, well, I was born uh, October 6, 1996. For those who are curious, I'm a Libra. Shout cool. out to all the Libras out there. It's Scorpio season now, but, uh, you know, Libras, we, we, we just were. Um, anyway, I was born in Baltimore. I uh, lived there for a couple months before moving out to San Francisco. San um, Fran. I love San, San Fran. Fran wow. is, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. Unfortunately, I don't remember it because I was very little. And then we moved to um, a small town called um, Kingston, Pennsylvania. Which is like it's Scranton, Wilkesbury. It's like there's. I mean, when I was there, there were less people. Um, now there may be a little bit more. There's a big Chabad community there. Then down to Florida, I was in Dallas for a while. Queens, kind of all over the place. So like, you're basically like uh, like Pipple. You t- you basically went all over the U.S. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've been from coast to coast. Still have yet to to live in the Midwest. Like you know, for example, Chicago. But uh, both sides of the coasts, down south. Which is where I like the most. I mean, well, tell me what where was your most like uh, most inspirational place where you've like. Lived? I have to, I have to say probably Dallas. Just the people there are so nice. Um, also, people are spending way less on housing there, which means that people have a lot more fun because they're able to afford, you know, bigger pools and bigger movie theaters. I, 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 I love <laughs> pools. I, I love that kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you like cannonball? You like the cannonball into the pool? Or you're uh, more of a diver? Of course. I, I love going on the, the like to the deep end and just watching the... <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. No, I love going to the deep end and jumping in. Uh, no, I love pools. Um, pools are great. No, pools are... Yeah. What, what are we, why are we talking about pools? I don't know. Simcha, let's get back to your life. Let's get back to your career. Simcha, what do you do? What do I do? So I do many things. Um, for the past... Four to five years now, I've been working for a man named Nochi Kron, who, if anybody is familiar with the Jewish music industry on an internal level, he is one of the most prolific composers, um, arrangers, keyboard, piano players. He's, he's amazing. I met him when I was 17. Um, I was in the group, a.k.a. Pella, briefly um, for basically for a summer, did like a couple concerts with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did like the classic. Like, wait, bump. wait, wait. Do you sing? Um, I don't currently. <laughs> I did. I did. Just like, just like they just looked at each other, like, oh, do do, 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 we, do I do do that? I sing? Do you like do? What, am I able to do that? Um, you have some singing um, education. Um, you, you, yeah. you, want, you, want, you want to talk about it? Well, my father is a music teacher, so since I was a baby, I've, I've been surrounded by music. I mean, I have baby pictures of me holding instruments. I, you know, I, I remember, it's such a vivid memory to me. Like, I remember being, I think I was two or three years old. My first memory is literally me um, going on stage in the school where my dad taught at and playing on the drums there, mm-hmm. or more, I'm playing, banging on the drums there with, you know, probably doing some damage. I hope that they don't find me now and, and sue me. Well, for well, whatever. you are live on the radio, two thousands. Yeah, so hopefully shout you don't. out to uh, yeah, they shouldn't find in San you. Francisco. Hopefully, <laughs> you're not listening and you don't remember that I, I probably destroyed your drum kit years ago. Well, that's that's not well. Do you like drums today still? I I love drums. I love rhythm and I love. I'm piano. curious. Do you, do you play like instruments? I play piano. Uh-huh. Uh, I have I have some training in piano. I play mostly by ear. I I I can read. Um, notes. You should have let us know. We could have brought a keyboard. Oh, damn. I, I wouldn't have played it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some education. You were in YBC. I was also very briefly. A lot of my things in life have been very brief. Um, 
there's a story there. Uh, well, it was my, always my dream to be in the Yeshiva Boys Choir since I was like Why not Miami? Seven, uh, <laughs> I liked the music of the Yeshiva Boys Choir. I mean, Ellie Gerstner. Ellie's um, amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just such a forward-thinking music producer. Um, he was 10 years ahead of the curve and all the other music that was out there with with Yeshiva Boys Choir, with the Hevra, with Technoi. You know, he was just so far ahead of everybody else. And uh-huh. I, I always loved electronic music and YBC were, was really the only, well, Ellie Gerstner's productions are really the only Jewish music productions that really touched on the electronic music element. So, it, so like what age did you start turning on to EDM? progressive i always everything. always had an affinity for it when i i would say was when i found um first there was this some of you may know there was an album that came out a long time ago there was this thing circulating around the internet i remember seeing it when i was in like third or fourth grade called the crazy frog oh oh you know crazy frog can you, can you do can you do some singing for us it's so it's just literally this this like little cartoon character that was i i have no idea would you mind just would you, I, would you mind just... i will not but basically this there is this little <laughs> it's really cute like look it up crazy frog and it's just this little frog dancing on a screen singing all these songs he would just go bing 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 bing, bing. and the beat behind it was super sick amazing producers you know did the work so i heard that first and then i got into dj tiesto afterwards tiesto and tiesto was my first um I think it was like 2000, I don't know, five, maybe something around that time. I mean, like when he that, was, that's like when like EDM prime. was still like ancient. In the sense. It was, yeah. People didn't know what it was uh, at that point. At least people that I were, was friends with, they didn't really know what dance music was. I barely knew what it was. I just knew that there was this music out there that was so expressive and so emotionally driven. The bass just hit her harder I was just like, what is this stuff and, and how can I find more of it? So I would be sitting on my computer at home or, and I would just be Googling like electronic music and finding different things. And then I would download whatever I could find for free mm-hmm. and I would put it on my iPod and I would just listen to it over and over and over again. And then I started to, that's when I started to produce around the same time. I was like maybe 11 years old. My dad bought me um uh, like a little interface where mm-hmm. I can plug my keyboard into my computer and record it. So I would record the piano and then I would record the drums on the keyboard. So you're already starting sing. to remix already. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't remixing. It was really producing from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like taking any songs and like re like, you know, remixing is like when you take something that exists and then, you know, expand on it, change it, uh-huh. give it your own flavor. So I was just like on a keyboard doing whatever, like, I was just writing these funny songs. I would have friends come over. We about just... frogs? Actually, you know what's funny? We used to write songs. We wrote a song about... Um... No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, so, I'm sorry I'm making you crazy regarding frogs. Just, yeah. just something regarding Alex Jones. You're, you know, you're, I, you know I don't know. What what, it's Parshas Noach. I mean... Yeah. You know. Hello. Yeah. With the frogs. Yeah. So frogs like water. I guess there's a connection there. I don't know. Because like it's pouring outside. I'm thinking about frogs. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but what was I saying? You totally knocked me off track here. <laughs> frogs jeez i hope you guys are entertained no no people are people are definitely under entertained by this i'm just saying um so basically you were doing mixing and mashing um piano drums everything else where did you go from that so from there that's when i started to get into djing as i delved deeper into electronic music obviously you figure out what a dj is and what they do I wanted I'm to, curious, I what, what was it, your preliminary kind of idea of a DJ? What was that um, opinion? Somebody who stood on stage and played amazing music for people and made people go crazy. And I, I just always loved the idea of being, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of an egomaniac. That may even be an understatement. 
So I love, I love being front and center in front of everybody, you know, being the guy controlling the room. I, I always had, does this intimidate you? It, not at all. <laughs> not at all. If anything, I'm the one doing the intimidation. Oh, well, okay. that just but, went, that's went, went like three sick. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, um, meaning, meaning like not, not in like a, not in a negative way. I mean, like, I like matrix. I mean, influencer. we're not, contr- I'm not controlling you. You're controlling me. Yeah. You want the <laughs> blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> Do they have um? Do they have a blue N, like uh, ah, red pill? Or I don't know about that. This this is what this is marketable. Now we have something that does both. Yes, you like, like you know what I'm saying. Well, we shouldn't talk about the Matrix. Um, everyone loves Keanu Reeves, but we like you better. So let's talk about the, from from the, at that point on. What happened next after your uh, awakening? In a sense, my awakening. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. What a way to put it. I never looked at it that way. Um, what happened afterwards? So your so, elevation or? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Whatever. Uh, listen, I think that might actually be a good word. Awakening. So from there, I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm in my, in my opinion, it is an awakening from music wise. Come on. A hundred percent. It was a completely new world. Totally new. What direction. kind of music were you listening to beforehand? I really liked heavy metal. Seriously, from a, from a young age, I really liked heavy, heavy music. So that's why electronic music really um, vibed with. I really vibed with. But you look like such a nice Jewish kid. How can you listen to heavy metal? Uh, I was always a very nice, troublemaking Jewish kid. That's oh, because I drums. mean, I was expelled from it was school. The drums, wasn't I it? was. I, I had shadows. I had to be watched. I had a. You know, I I wasn't necessarily the best behaved kid. I had a lot of energy to go around, and I didn't like authority when I was little. So. All of that, like, I guess the rebellious, just wanting to listen to heavy music, wanting to do whatever I wanted I'm to curious, do. I'm what, curious, what age was the heavy metal at? I mean, you're talking like uh, pretty much my whole life, everything, all the music that I listened to. You're, hello, life is heavy metal. Life is, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, to talk about somehow. that. I'm going to agree with you because I'm not really sure how else to, I'm not going to, I don't know. You don't disagree. have to actually. I don't, I don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> you so don't gonna, know what I'm saying. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna agree. Ariel, you're right. You're right. 100. No, percent Yeah, like exactly. So talk to me about the DJing, post DJing, and everything. So else. DJing, where it really kicked off. I started. I'm gonna speed up the story a little bit because there is so many parts to it. I'm just gonna give you the the, the long short version of it. Uh-huh. So um, I started playing high school parties when I was like maybe 13, 14 years old. Backyard parties, pool parties, this, that, you know, whatever. And then from there, I I. Uh, when I left high school, I was like 17. I moved out of my mom's house. I moved to New Jersey where I had a bunch of other friends who were DJs. I signed with a management company and I started playing clubs and I was playing clubs in Philly. I was playing clubs in the city. I wasn't religious at the time. Uh, and I was just all over the place playing real electronic music for real EDM Living the dream in the sense for every single, like any yeah, single DJ. Yeah. And, oh, I, I remember when I was 14 years old, I went to Pasha for one of the teen nights there. They had an under 18 night once every so often there. I remember looking at the stage in the crowd. I told my friend next to me, I'm going to play on that stage. I made an Instagram post about a year later where I was like, I was standing in front of this spot and I said I was going to play on the stage and here I am playing on that You made your stage. dreams reality. That's what I, I like about you. literally made it happen. What do you say to the all the, all the, all the people that are starting out music right now? Uh, learn everything you possibly can talk to everybody you possibly can don't be afraid to experiment and try not to pay attention to other people too much Mm -hmm. because that's where you get you get bounced around in terms of what kind of music should i make this and that and like there's so many different questions and so many different avenues 
there's so many right answers to how to be successful where at the end of the day it's most important in my opinion to pick something and stick with it more than it is and be adaptive of course along the way if things aren't working out but completely agree but to just pick something because there's so many different ways to do it Mm -hmm. so many so like going on from now um how do you mix in djing hello does djing have a lot of stress does it it like does it uproot like everything else um uproot i mean it definitely is a schedule that is not so healthy i mean living like the nightlife you know being a night owl mean meaning you're you're up all night you're sleeping through the mornings you know into the afternoon Uh, i didn't personally like that schedule which Uh is actually why i slowed down on djing to take more of a of a of a third person kind of a, in, approach, well, yeah yeah to work in more of a managerial position in the space but also to produce in a stu- to sit in a studio and make music mm-hmm. and then play periodically but play bigger shows for bigger crowds and really make it something that people look forward to because it happens so rarely so uh, you know that's why we're I've been able to bring out so many people to the parties just the parties that I've thrown myself along with certain friends and whatever we've brought out you know quite a few people for uh you know for not having that many shows. You know, we were able to pack out every single venue that we've ever done a party at. I'm just curious, how does a DJ, um, let's say in high school, uh, going mm-hmm. through life, any single point in their life, how do they mix family and um, everything else? Family. So family is an interesting thing. I'm probably not the best person to speak on family. Uh, my family situation growing up was definitely out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um so I, all my siblings are completely different people. My parents are both completely different people. All of us seem to come from a completely different planet. And we all have a different type of relationship with each other. Do you think that makes changes. you stronger in a sense? It can, it can if you if you choose to learn from it, I guess. This one anyone doesn't know, Simcha is one of the most positive DJs out there. He's one of the top <laughs> DJs in the Jewish community. He's positively a DJ. He's positively a DJ. We don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> he, he's like either in music. We, we don't know. He, we just... Just like we just go with it, you know. Now I'm just kidding. Simcha is Simcha Brodsky, one of the top DJs. We're gonna be taking a small um, music break in a couple of minutes, but we want to get some more from Simcha Brodsky right beforehand. Um, Simcha, going forward, um, where do you see yourself in the music world? In the music world, I, I actually have been thinking a lot about this, and I don't know if I have a of a, a conclusion as of yet. But I would really like to be focusing, which is what I'm doing now, on producing the music that I really want to make. And then being, and then really standing beside the music that I like, rather than taking the route which I was told to take when I was much younger, which was listen, make music for other people, mm-hmm. make stuff that's a, that has the ability to be played on the radio, you know, stuff that's more digestible for a larger audience, and um, that's the way you're going to grow as a producer. And then from there, go on and do your own thing. That never sat well with me. It may, I may not be making the right decision by not pursuing it from that direction. But uh-huh. at the same time, I think that I would just rather make the music I like. And it's not my main source of income. DJing in general is not my main source of income. Production is not my main source of income. So I, I have other avenues to make money, which allows me to, to do the things I love. So, you know, that, that sort of wraps it up, I guess. So we want to get some more some Chabratsky coming up all in Ahava. We got some more music right now. Coming up only in Hava, we got our music break. Listen in.
And we are back non-stop with party. Nonstop Party is right here. <laughs> We're back with 90.3. We're back with Ahava 90.3 FM. We got Sil Khabarovsky live in studio. We got some more coming up. We got an interview from David Aziza, but back now to Simcha Brodsky. Brodsky, what is up? Hey, hey, hey. So how are you enjoying this interview? I'm loving this interview. The frogs, the music, the frogs, all my the, favorite things. The frogs are the best thing, the music. Yeah. I don't know. So, so Simcha, I want to talk about um, living the life. Um, what is your um, I, like uh, meaning of everything that you've lived through and everything else? Mm, the meaning that I place behind the life that I'm living? Exactly. Is, okay. Uh, very deep and vague question, which is give me a second here to answer. I guess the meaning that I would like to... That I would like to place behind my life is I try to live a life that is impactful to others in a mm-hmm. very positive way as well as, my, as myself. I feel like the best way to impact the world in a positive way is to impact yourself positively first. You know, like they say that your cup should flow with over. So, you know, that's it. That's kind of like let my work on myself mm-hmm. to help other people. I'm just curious, Simcha, what is... Um you, you like you've worked in the music business for how many years? I've um, been working in the music business. I, it depends on what capacity. I've been DJing since I was fourteen years old. So uh-huh. we're, you're talking about um, almost ten years. Wow, 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 wow. Um, but working in a managerial capacity in, in the music space in other ways that aren't connected to DJing, something mm-hmm. like five years. So what is your what's your view of everything? Do, have you loved it? I've loved it and I've hated it and everything in between. I think that. Everything has its ups and downs. It's a job, just like anything else. Exactly. You know, there, it has its stress and it has its amazing moments. The people that I've met, the camaraderie is amazing between musicians and fights break out sometimes. That's always interesting. I want to get into that. What is your view of the music world today? The view of the music world, specifically Jewish or in general? Well, you know what? Let's do both. Okay. The Jewish music world, um, in my opinion, needs a major upgrade. I agree. You know, I agree. Meaning, like the music is just regurgitated, same sound over and over and over again. Every album. But you seems understand, to be the same. people like that kind of sound. People love it because uh-huh. the 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 crowd are people who are not being exposed to other forms of music that are out there. So, would you say that the music world is sheltered? It is definitely sheltered. Um, but I think that I think that I think producers shouldn't be so in the Jewish music space. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said before in the first half of the interview, I love Ellie Gerstner because he always pushed out of the box. I got He's you. always doing something fresh. And I think that other producers in the, in the Jewish music world shouldn't be scared to step out of the box and try something new as well. So do you think that you're adding the Brodsky factor and everything? Uh, I don't look at it like that. I, I, I hope that what I'm doing is different and, and, and hopefully it will create some kind of trend, but it, I'm really just trying to, to be myself and whatever impact that makes. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that it's positive for whoever it's, it's affecting. So I'm just curious. Are you the kind of guy that makes like people happy, like inspirational-wise? It's um, in my name, man. Simcha ex- means happiness. Exactly. Simcha. Joy, so actually. You've, people correct you've, me. You've done a lot of projects. You've done tons of things. What is what, what, do you have, what have you thought about those projects, the chesed, the, all that stuff going forward? Um, and from the so, past also. Interesting, interesting question. Are you saying like when you say projects, you mean like just all the different things that I'm doing? Yeah, exactly. Like from um, your Instagram channel to every single other platform where you've told like you literally posts that are people are listening to your followers. You can be mm-hmm. the best. Like you can do this. You can do that. 
you got to shoot for the stars. You got to be the best you you could be. Yeah. What what is in, your yeah. in a in a very in a very uh, general way? I guess that's that's sort of what the the message would be. Mm-hmm. Um, my my general thing is like there's so much motivation and inspirational material out there. Mm-hmm. Like you can just go through YouTube for for date. You'll be you can sit, spend the rest of your life watching motivational videos. Who's your most uh, um, who's your who's the best person you listen to? The, the best. Like? Oh man, I mean, there's so many amazing people. A lot of the most motivational people that I watch are not trying to be motivational speakers. They're just, they're living their life and I'm, I'm totally inspired. I really love like, shout out to Ryan Serhant. Um, he is the number one real estate broker in New York mm-hmm. and specifically Manhattan. He's got, I mean, he's just, I watch his vlogs, you know, of him just selling properties. I'm not a real estate guy, but I love how he conducts business and his personality mm-hmm. and he's super motivational and inspirational, but it, he never intended to be. It just, it was a, it was an outgrowth of the life that he created for himself and the business that he created for himself, I find that those are the most inspirational people. Um, but then again, there's so much motivation out there that you can get lost in it and not have an actual strategy for moving your life forward. What, so, is, what is your strategy in the sense? It changes every day. I think that the most important thing, at least for myself, what I believe is to just be happy before everything else because you make the best decisions when you're in a happy state. Mm-hmm. So when you're depressed and you know when things aren't going your way, the first step is not to fix the problem. The first step is to get out of the depression, to get out of that negative state and put yourself in a happy mindset. So I want, I want to talk about, because we have some amazing stuff coming up with you, Bizrat Hashem. You want to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, we can talk. I don't know how much we should say before we I think we should give like a pinch. Just give it a, a little pinch. So give it a hope- pinch. Let's give it a pinch to all the listeners and everybody. Okay. So this is some, so something I've wanted to do for a long time and, and meeting Ariel was sort of fateful because I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. And, um, you know, through this radio network, God willing, you know, hopefully soon that will actually be a reality. And um, I hopefully I'll be able to bring out the people. The goal is to bring out the people that I feel like could really impact the world in a, in a positive way mm-hmm. to the max of, of ability. So hopefully that will be happening soon. I don't, I don't really want to say much more just because the, the details haven't been ironed out yet and I don't want to jump the gun. And I, say I, I got you. What is your like positivity? What is your definition of positivity in life? Positivity. Um, I guess it's, it's, I guess it's an understanding that things can go bad and things can go good, but sort of being a real positivity to me is not hoping for the best. It's, it's planning for the best and hoping and, and, and not really hoping for anything. It's really try to set yourself up for success and then be comfortable with the consequences. As long as you're trying your best, if things don't go your way, you can't be upset about it because you tried your best. So I feel, I feel that's, happiness that, above all That's an amazing way to look at everything. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I think that at the end of the day, there's no, there's no better way to live than to just be happy always. And we owe it to ourselves to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to quote I th- Sadhguru or to paraphrase Sadhguru is just like an Indian mystic, but he says it in a way that I, I really love is like, you know, how you choose to act towards me is up to you. How I choose to react back to what you're doing to me is completely in my own control. I don't have to feel upset because of something you say to me. You can say it, but I'm not going to let you make me feel upset. That's, I, on, that's on me. I am deeply inspired. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I want to get the chill into the situation. <laughs> sure. Judaism, music. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You think it mixes? Or do you don't, you Judaism like, and music? Absolutely. They're so synonymous with each other. I mean, going back to the, the ancient temple days, 
the times of the the base of Mikdash. This is this, I mean, is, this is the moment the Cholent. This is the Cholent. Like this is the music was music was so powerful that we can't play music on Shabbos because you know because it was done in the temple on on Shabbat they played music like that was how the Jews celebrated the holiest days of the year was through music. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't do it today. It's because we have rules that were based upon certain things that were done in the temple. But whatever. That's total side. I'm not a rabbi, so. Uh, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. If you want to talk more about <laughs> it, you know, you come on. Uh, you asked the question, are they, are they, you know, can they be Could they together? intertwine? Absolutely. They have intertwined for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. There's always been, if Judaism and music have always been a mix. Um, so many um, Hasidic teachings talk about using music to get into meditative states. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they prophets back in the time of the of, of when scripture was written um, would use music as a way to achieve prophecy. Do you think that music can like heal in a sense? Absolutely, absolutely, without a question. I don't even think I need to say any more about that. I think mu- anybody who has a connection with music will understand that music is a super powerful thing and. I, I, but I, it's funny. But because, don't you think that the Jewish people have, a, like, a, a certain connection? The neshama yeah. has connection to music, in a sense. Well, you know what's interesting in the Jewish world? They don't really go to concerts. There aren't so many Jewish concerts, right? So what uh-huh. do you have? You have weddings and you have bar mitzvahs, and that's where the wedding bands and all these. That's why it's such a huge industry, because that is the a form of entertainment for the Jewish music audience is at weddings and bar mitzvahs, and that's where they see their favorite singers. You know. That's where, that's where they see you. That's where they. That's, that's where, where they, they see, see you. You can you can find me at your local <laughs> wedding. I don't know about I don't know about now. Like I sort of took a break from it. I don't, I don't know if I'm still debating whether to hop back into it or not. But you'll see all your favorite singers, all your favorite Jewish albums that you like. You'll find those singers at weddings. Sam, unfortunately, we're reaching the end of our interview. Oh, you so like, sad. <laughs> sad. I want to talk a little about um, the future. Any projects coming out soon? So this podcast, obviously, numero of course. Uno. Um, I would, I, I'm, would like to be, I'm working behind the scenes on a couple different other you projects. You want to talk about would, it? So if anybody knows me, knows that I'm very into fitness and health. So I'm, I'm working on a project that's related to that. I will not say any more about what that is. Um, we'll let you guys know at a, at a few further day. Like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm trying to practice not jumping the gun and talking about things before everything has been detailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a uh, potential YouTube channel in the works. Oh, so let's so guys, so check him out. Guys, we want to thank Simcha Bratsky. We want to wish everyone a beautiful Shabbos. We got an interview from David Haziza only on Hava 90.3. Simcha, thank you so much You're for so coming. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Guys, if you miss this interview, you can always check us out on Spotify.